Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. I'm Mark Whitman. And I was going to record this as a patrons only, but I think... I think what a lot of people who listen to our show don't know is is we do have a patrons group. We don't have a Patreon page anymore. We do have a patrons group. Pretty much all we talk about in there, or all I talk about in there, is independent wrestling. And I post audio in there periodically. And what I wanted to talk with Mark about, because one of the conversations we've been having in the group is how down local independent wrestling is, or appears to be, or feels feels to be it feels to be in this lull in, in some ways in some ways not and we've been talking about okay if you were starting a promotion who are the guys who would you who would you take who would you draft and that's not what I want to talk to Mark about <laughs> because Mark has no interest couldn't care less could not care less but what I do want to talk with Mark about is cuz we can talk about this without him really knowing particular independent wrestlers but if you were let's just say we were let's just say somebody gave us some money and say and said hey start an independent wrestling promotion and we can pretty much get anybody we want from the southeast what are what are the characteristics you're looking for in the wrestlers that you want to book in order to draw fans, make money. I'd like to find me a guy that was between five, five and five, eight <laughs> with no discernible muscle tone, no tan, um, never been in a gym, never been in a fight. And I, what I would like to have is his gimmick be that he's a badass shooter who doesn't sell anything and stands in the middle of the ring and throws elbows at other people's necks. Is there anybody like that out there? Man, you have hit the jackpot. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh you goodness. have hit the jackpot. Huh. Maybe what you just described is why independent wrestling is in a lull. Yeah, I think that was the point I was getting at. Yeah. When you were uh, when you were coming up, I don't know of one single tag team that's like the Death Dealers. <laughs> right? No, I can assure you there were none. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about the Roadhogs. I mean, the size, the toughness. They're the Roadhogs. Who were they? Uh, Panhead Nelson and uh, <laughs> Joe Harley. I think Panhead is. I think. Yeah, on. I think both of them may have passed away. To be honest with you, you know who I saw wrestling. I was I was uh, <laughs> I was counting the number of promotions I worked for that had folded, and I was like, um, <laughs> I see a pattern here. Yeah. And there was one I thought, oh, I wonder if they've folded, and they're still um, still going. And uh, Billy Starr was wrestling oh, for yeah. him. Oh yeah! I was like, wait a minute, he just had his retirement That's two a years legend ago, right there, boy. A legend outlaw mud shows. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, what um 
Like every, I mean, every single show has multiple guys like you described. Yeah, I know. Every time I go to one, they won't even look you in the eye when they see you. Right. It's like they're ashamed. <laughs> yeah, like they won't look nobody in the eye. You know, they don't have the damn, they don't have the backbone to look another man in the eye. But boy, they go out in front of everybody and act like they're the toughest, you know, toughest man God ever stretched a patch of skin over. <laughs> you know? Why do you, I mean, there's a reason that WWE is doing NIL deals with college athletes now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're athletes. Right. Yeah. They're looking for athletes. They're not looking for pudgy, pasty, five foot seven guys who pretend that they're tough. It, is there a place in wrestling for five foot seven pudgy guys? Yeah, behind the guardrail watching what's going on in the ring. But be, being a ticket buying customer. Yeah, yeah buy a ticket and watch. Just like I mean, just there's, like I do. There are some shows that I've been to where if everybody who didn't buy a ticket and was just kind of backstage goofing off, not really doing anything, if they bought a ticket, if you made them buy a ticket, You'd draw some money. You'd actually make some money. You wouldn't just be out of chicken sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. You'd have some money. Uh, You know, (laughs) that's still one of my favorite stories. What's crazy is that kid that ate all our chicken sandwiches like super skinny now. Like, Hmm. we thought he was sick. Well, I guess so, because he's only 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 meals he's getting is the ones he's mooching off people backstage at wrestling shows. And them guys, man, they ain't, they ain't living on much. He ate more chicken sandwiches at that one three-count show than I have eaten in my whole three-count career. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I always made sure that the, the, that the guys who showed up, and I right. could have had anything I wanted. I, I had free reign of anything right. I wanted backstage. But I always made sure that the guys who showed up to work that night ate before I did, just cause for that reason. Cause I got time. I've been there all day. I, we ate pizza at lunch. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We always went and got pizzas for lunch and and had that. Now some and I let's face it, I just knew some of those guys. That was the only good meal they was probably gonna have that week. No, that's right. Because they'd rather you and, know. And uh, three count. Uh, three count and golden corner always had good food for guys. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I I'll never forget. Uh, they had the best catering. Yeah, Ricky Morton was at a golden corner show, and he's like, "Man, thank you, me." And and um, Mike Worsham had brought in um, food from the school, like it was. Uh, mm-hmm. They have like a snack shop where the students cook, and they cooked. I guess it was like fettuccine Alfredo. And Ricky Morton was like, man, thank you so much. Like, normally I got to buy like a $2 double cheeseburger. Yeah. Like nobody feeds. Nobody does this. No. And. uh, Say what you will about Golden Corner and Mike Worsham. But that man would feed you well. And he he took care of people. Right. And. And. Yeah. I mean, I nice guy. One of the you never, best. You never hear me say anything bad about that guy. No, one of the best. And um, all right, so is there any? You've set the standard for. <laughs> is there any hope for independent wrestling to put on a product 
That doesn't look like me and you getting in there. Yeah, I mean, there's hope for that. But, I mean, I mean, it just requires some people that, that get involved and take it seriously, man. You don't have to be six foot five. You can right. be, listen, a lot of my favorite wrestlers are under six foot. Yeah. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying about height. Right. Being um, the major the major issue or even uh, width. You know, right? Um, yeah, I, we I jokingly said behind the guard, right? Yeah, there's room for guys who are who are five foot seven, you know, five foot eight, hundred percent. But if you don't care enough mm. to, I don't know how many. I even said something to a guy one time that was training to be a wrestler and. Was, didn't know how to lock up. <laughs> didn't know how to run the simple, like the international spot. Right. The headlock, drop down, take over. Get it again. Um, didn't know how to do that. And I watched him spend an hour worrying about what song he was going to play when he came to the ring and how he was going to pose. Because that's all he cared about. Right. That moment of getting people watching him and people looking at him because he hadn't been seen before, you know, and people, it was that and look at seeking that, that's all he cared about. Right. He didn't care if once he, if once he got in the, between the ropes and the bell rang, if he embarrassed himself or not, right. as long as he had a cool song to play on his way to the ring. Um, so, so until you weed those guys out, the, the people that, um, say, I'm going to spend good money and buy a nice pair of boots. And I'm going to spend good money and buy some trunks. And I'm going to, um, Monday through Friday, three of those days, I'm going to make sure I'm in the gym. And I'm going to, you don't have to hit a tanning bed. I don't think everybody needs to be. Right. You know, I, I've never been tanned. I, it doesn't work for me. I'm not right. a tan, I don't tan. So I'm not saying you have to be tanned, but man, you should be able to. <laughs> you looking at my legs and like, what's well, a good thing? You know, it's just, as I said last year. You ever met anybody else wear shorts all year long and still can't get a tan? That's me, buddy. But you shouldn't come in with um, a farmer's tan, right? Correct. Unless you're a farmer, unless you're hillbilly Jim, right? Right. Um. Yeah. Spend if you're not willing to invest in yourself to make sure that you look good in front of people and to make sure that you're well-trained, that I'm not going to invest to buy a ticket to see you. Right. I take people as serious as they take themselves. Right. It's that simple. When it comes, especially when it comes to wrestling, you know, if you want to buy a cheap singlet off the internet, you can do that. You can go on high spots and buy you a cheap pair of boots. And that don't make you a wrestler. Right. Just like buying an Iron Man costume for Halloween right. don't make you Iron Man. That's exactly right. You can paint yourself green and that don't make you the Hulk. Do you think, is this, oh, let's take a take a left turn here. Is that a cultural problem or is that just a wrestling business problem? What's that? I mean, people thinking they can be something without really, like, a lot of people just cosplay their way through life. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely... Um, I, 
hypothetically, if someone had a job um, where they'd been with the company for years and worked their way up to where they had a little bit more of a little bit better time of things every day, I guess would be, I don't know how to say it. Um, maybe my, maybe this person's job would not be as physically demanding as, mm-hmm. as somebody who just started with the company and the people, a lot of the people that just start with companies now don't understand why do you get to sit there and drink coffee and tell me what I tell me what to do and I have to take the trash out and push the brooms? You know, not realizing that the person sitting there drinking the coffee, everything that you can do, they can do it at a higher level than right. you can. Right. You know, that's why they're sitting there and that's why you're doing it because they can do what you're doing. You can't do anything they do. Right. That's why. My father used to tell me the only job you start at the top is digging wells. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard that before, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I do think that is a societal problem. Yeah. I think it's a generation. I was thinking the other day about being Generation X. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading about all these different generations and what they did and that and the other. And I realized this was a great thing about Generation X is we hate all of y'all. every other other generation from baby boomers to gen z to millennials and blah 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 we hate all of you you're all aggravating i wish all of you would shut up i appreciate i'm pretty sure they all hate us they do because we don't care right that's what they hate about us is that we don't care that they hate us right i don't care you know you don't like what i called you i don't care they uh i saw a thing the other day that said uh I don't cross a 40-year-old because by the time they were six, they had a key to their house. They were left alone on a Saturday. They left home at 8 in the morning, and all they had was water from a hose and maybe a sandwich at somebody's house. When I was eight years old, I was cooking my own lunch. Yeah. I'm not talking about making a sandwich. I was cooking my own lunch Yeah, when I was eight or nine years old Yeah, because my parents worked. Both my parents worked till six o'clock. I'd mm-hmm. get home, you know, three three thirty. Yeah, and uh, had to get a snack. Had to, you know, do something. Yeah, you certainly weren't gonna go help them on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. <laughs> trying to stay here. They knew better. I mean, a lot of times I walked in and there was a chore list. Yeah. I always figured you just kind of tried to make sure you got good grades so they leave you alone. If, if your dad was like mine, mine told me one time I'd cut the grass, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think I brought a D home. And uh, he said, go cut the grass. And I said, well, dad, I just cut the grass two days ago. And he said, yeah, well, you're going to cut it again today. If you're going to make D's, at least you're going to be able to work. You're going to be worth something. Go out and cut the grass again. <laughs> and I learned then, you know, if I just if I just bring home, you know, I can bring a C home every night and then. But if I keep it around A, B, and C, he'll, he'll stay off of my case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that. That, that was maybe a... Uh, coping mechanism was making good grades. <laughs> I don't bother you, and you don't bother me. That's right. I tell you what, no teachers will ever call here and tell you that he didn't do what he was supposed to. <laughs> That's right. I'll just leave me alone. We'll make a deal with you. You won't get any calls. For, <laughs> listen, our gen- I was talking to somebody the other day, and he said, there was a lot of times the principal would give me a choice. 
you're going to get three licks or I'm going to call you mama. He said, give me the licks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, today, <coughs> I mean, it's just, a, it's just different. Today, mama would be up there mad that somebody talked to her snowflake like that, her little baby. You talk to my child that way. If I, when I was a kid, if, if my dad found out I chose those licks over him finding out, he'd have whooped me too. Yes. Right. That's the difference. Right. And right. That's why our generation hates all of y'all. Yeah, I think. Heath, Heath wouldn't say hate. Hate's a strong word. That's why I used it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you, when, but I think every time I get the itch to do anything, uh, I, I think about conversations like this and I, like I scratch it and don't do it. I'm not, you know, I'm not uh I'm not inspired. Now I almost, you know, I pl- was planning on going to a show in Georgia uh last last Friday and uh, stuff came up, couldn't go. But I'm just so like you know, just busy. Um so what we're saying I thought about you the other day speaking of, about uh-huh. thinking about stuff that's been said on this show. Yeah. Have you seen the progressive commercials where the guy tries to keep people from turning into their parents? Yeah. Have you That's have you, um is that progressive or is that something that is that a I different kind? I, I know, know, know yeah. yeah whoever, <laughs> I don't know who it is. Yeah. Have you seen the new one about the guy on the elevator that he starts talking to people? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, look, you notice how everybody else is just facing forward <laughs> and being quiet. You don't have to entertain the whole elevator here. <laughs> but it's so fun. It's so fun. Listen, when I get on the elevator now, I automatically get on my phone. So I'm not tempted to talk to anybody. Because Mark one time said, shut up. You got to talk to all these people. You know. No, I think what I you told me. That you talk to people because you wanted to bless them. And I said, what kind of ego do you have to have to think that you talking to people is blessing them? That's what I said. If you're going to quote me, quote me. Right yeah, that's right. That's right. But I did saw, I saw that commercial the other day and kind of laughed. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, about uh, you. Those commercials are so spot on. Oh, 100%. Have you seen the one with the guy cleaning his trash cans and he's got a lock on his trash cans? He says, what are you doing? He said, he put his address on him. He said, I don't want to lose it. He said, you don't want to lose garbage? <laughs> oh, those are the best commercials ever, man. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Uh, I really didn't see a lot of the Super Bowl commercials. I've heard about a few of them. <clears throat> I don't think you missed anything. I don't recall anything. It's not like it used to be, you know, where where things just. You, you now you did text me after the Flash commercial. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, we hadn't talked about that. Um, and Michael Keaton walks up, and you know it's coming. Right, you knew exactly what he was going to say. And uh, that was great. Yeah, I'm telling you. As bad, as much bad press as Ezra Miller has gotten for yes. that movie. Yeah, he has. He's done everything he can to sabotage it, making money, honey. But I, I watched that trailer and I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna go see that. Yeah, because I have to see. I mean, Michael Keaton. That's my Batman. That's, right. 
Um, so yeah, I must see that. Yeah, I'm very curious. Um, who else you think showing up? You think Clooney's good? I heard Clooney was had found a cameo. I assume we'll get maybe a Brandon Ruth or Ralph. Or, maybe you know. Maybe Henry I don't know. Cavill. Henry Cavill. I've heard no on that. May I, who knows? We've re- once you get into the multiverse kind of things, mm-hmm. you kind of. I mean, you think we'll get the TV show Flash? I would. That wouldn't surprise me. Maybe, mm-hmm. but see, one of the things they're doing is Barry Allen looks the same in all the universes. Yeah. Um. The Flashpoint comic book series. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. It introduced, I mean, here's Thomas Wayne who watched his son die and he becomes this ruthless vigilante killer mm-hmm. while his wife becomes the Joker. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, just a g- great take on the whole Batman mythos. Mm-hmm. But. Listen, I just I'm just glad to live in a world where we have superhero movies. Yeah, I'd rather have them than not. I don't see them all. We were talking earlier. I haven't seen any of the Ant Man. There's three of them. Never seen them. Right. Didn't see Doctor Strange. I haven't seen uh, the Black Black Panther. I didn't see Thor, God of Thunder, or whatever it was. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Yeah, I didn't see it. Love and crap. Um, yeah. Here's how I feel about Marvel movies now. And, and I wanted to do an episode on this. I think we just did, didn't we? But no, what, but no, no, no. What, what, uh, the question is like, I don't think this is not a sport. I, you can progress through the Marvel universe, I think. I think when we get to the end of whatever this phase is. Mm hmm. You could get to that and understand what was going on without seeing Ant Man three. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, because I understand what's going on, and I didn't see Ant Man one and two. Right. So, what is the, what is the, what are the movies? Okay, if you want to get the whole pick, if you want to understand, these are the must sees. You don't Iron Man two, eh? Iron Man three, eh? But you got to see, you got to see all the origin films. You got to see all the Avenger films and Captain America: Civil War. Right, right. Uh, maybe Thor Ragnarok because it's so good. Yeah, and it ties into stuff. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I'd say Guardians Two, Guardians One. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't want to have that full car, but I, I just felt like Ant Man. Ant Man felt like. Ant Man. Yeah. I never one time saw a comic that Ant Man was in and went, I got to read that one. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I felt like uh, they had a lot of people in that movie. It was like a, I don't know. I enjoyed going to the movies. Yeah. You know why I get popcorn every time I go to the movies? Because I know I'm going to like the popcorn. True. 
It doesn't matter if the movie's bad. Kind of does. I mean, it does. It does. I've been keeping track of. I want to go see Cocaine Bear. Let me tell you, who doesn't want to see Cocaine Bear? Yeah. You know who directed that? Who's that? Elizabeth Banks. No. Look it up. Are you serious? Look at it. Look it up. Look at him. Look at him. Oh. Get, watch him. Whip him like a dog. <laughs> David Crockett. He should. They should get him in Cocaine Bear. Uh, all right. This is the part where you got to talk because I'm looking something up. That's Director <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Well, that's a good one to start off with. If that's the first movie you're going to direct. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's directed something else. I don't know. I really don't know what all she's she's done. I just know she directed Cocaine Bear. True story. Happened right up the road here. In Tennessee, right? Oh, well, around yeah. Knoxville. I mean, it didn't cause the bear to freak out. Right. They just found a bear that was dead in the woods. <laughs> and when they opened his stomach up, it was full of white powder. Yeah, that, and yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Probably. Um, I, I typically go through like at the beginning of the year and it's like, okay, these are the movies coming out and I'll, the, um, the 65, uh, it's just called 65 yeah. with Adam Driver. Yeah. I know what you're talking That about. looks good. It's like a combination of the Predator and Jurassic Park and, mm -hmm. Alien. Quiet Place and all those. Yeah. I guess they're making a Quiet Place three too. I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, doubt it. if it makes money, <clears throat> and it's got Emily Blunt, I'm always always okay with that. Um, New Transformers looks pretty good. You know, for what it is. I don't know how to feel about the Transformers movies. They don't know how to feel about you either. I'm sure they're thinking. I'm sure Michael Bay. Stays up at night thinking, what can we do to keep Heath Mulligan happy? Yeah. Um, the last few, not very good. I never saw Bumblebee. Bumblebee was pretty good. That's what I've heard. Bumblebee was pretty good. I watched it one afternoon. New Guardians of the Galaxy looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It'll probably shift and wind up not being about the Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll wind up being about somebody else. Right. Based on everything I've seen from Marvel over the past year or two. Right. Right. They'll introduce Adam Warlock and he'll be the star of the movie. All right. I'll be going, wait, where's, where's Batista? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the little raccoon? I like him. Right. 